The opinions expressed during this podcast are the individual's own and do not represent those of Wyndham City Council. Hello and welcome to Recently Returned. I'm one of your hosts, Kirsty, and I'm joined today by one of our children's librarians, Sandra. Hi, how are you? Hi, Kirsty. I'm well, thank you. That's good. Thanks for joining us. So we've got another episode of our summer series here, which means we're going to start off with some quick rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. So our first question is, what is your worst reading habit? It would be skipping ahead in the book that I'm reading to find out what happens later on or looking up spoilers. Me too. I'm impatient when I read. (laughs) (laughs) You just get so involved, right? And you need to go to bed or something. You're like, I just need to know this one thing before I can put the book down. And before you know it, another hour has passed and you find out something that you don't want to know just yet. Yeah, yeah. I always end up regretting it. I skip to a page where someone's died or there's a big reveal. (laughs) So bad habit twins. So for our next question, which book do you wish you could experience again for the first time? That would be the Harry Potter series because I grew up with Harry. So I was 11 when I first started reading it and Harry turned 11 in the first book. And the last book came out when I was in year 12. So I was 17 and Harry was 17 as well. Oh, how amazing to have that journey together. Yeah, it was good. I've never experienced a whole series where I was basically the same age as the character every time a new book came out. Hmm. Thank you very much for that. So our last one's a little trickier. What is the most challenging book you read this year? I actually can't think of any. If I find a book boring or if it's too difficult to read and I can't focus, I just stop reading it because there's too many good books out there and not enough time. Yeah, that's that's completely understandable. Sometimes you read for enjoyment and sometimes you read to learn other people's experiences. Um, and There's nothing saying that you have to keep reading a book if it's not um, engaging you or not, you know, making you feel good. Yeah. Okay. So here's the bit everyone's been waiting for. What is your summer reading recommendation? Okay. So the book is called Navigating the Stars by Maria Snyder. And it's set in outer space. I'm not a huge fan of sci-fi books, but I really like this author. So I'm reading through all her books this year. And what really grabbed me with this series is that it's about space archaeologists, which is a very cool concept. So the main character, Lyra, is the daughter of a space archaeologist. So both her parents are archaeologists. So she grew up on research bases on different planets. So she's, I don't think she's ever actually been on Earth. And 
the archaeologists are researching why select planets in our Milky Way have their terracotta warriors on them, so similar to the ones that are in China. Hmm. So they're trying to figure out why they're only on certain planets, what is the purpose of the warriors, and all the planets that the archaeologists have their research bases on have no other life form. So who made them? A mystery. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's uh, there's three books in the series that span over the archaeologists and their research with their terracotta warriors. And the way the author explains space travel is quite interesting because the spaceships that they have when they're traveling from one planet to another have a machine that folds physical space. So it kind of makes a shortcut from point A to point B. So it takes a lot less time to travel the universe. So just say you were traveling from planet A to planet B. It would take you, say, 30 years to reach if you were in an Mm. average spaceship. But with this special machine, it would take you just 10 days to get there. So when you leave planet A and arrive in planet B, everyone you left behind is now 30 years older, but you've just aged 10 days. So it makes having relationships with people on other planets quite difficult. So when Lyra leaves the planet that she starts on at the start of the book, she's 17 and all her friends are 17. And when she arrives at a new planet, just like a week or two have passed, but all the friends she's left behind are now like older, married with kids. Ouch. Yeah. I guess that means you, if you want to build relationships, then it has to be with other people who are traveling. Yes, that's right. So the kids, when they leave a planet, they always decide not to keep in contact with everyone because the age gap is just really difficult. And then Mm. it's hard for them to make friends because they don't know if or when they will be relocated. So when they arrive at their new planet, because it's been discovered that there's more terracotta warriors on this one, and they, so it's like, what the 10 day trip to get there, but 30 years have passed, they find out that the planet that they just left has gone silent. So that means there's been no communication heard from the planet for a significant period of time. Mm -hmm. So they've got other researchers or their, you know, version of police, I guess, traveling to the planet, but it's going to take them a while and they, they don't know what's happened because there's no communication anymore. Yeah, so um, one of the most interesting things about the series would be, one, space archaeologists, two, the concept of the time travel, and the other one is, so it's quite significantly in the future, the year 2471, and they have a version of Siri or Alexis, and they call it the QNet. And so it's like the internet is inside your head. You have a chip planted in your head, when you reach a certain age and you can communicate with this artificial intelligence in your head. I don't know that I'd be comfortable going that far. I know, right? (laughs) It's like everything's just, yeah, in your head, in your brain. But then as the the series goes on, you learn more about the, the QNET and the artificial intelligence as well. And yeah, no spoilers, but there's some interesting stuff with that concept as well. If you like books about space travel, uh, there's a bit of computer hacking 
in there as well and archaeology. It's pretty good and there's a few twists in the series as well that I never saw coming and I'm usually quite good at predicting what happens. Ooh, that's an endorsement. Mm. Uh, it sounds fantastic and um, I've seen these books as well and the covers are just gorgeous. It, it always makes me want to pick it up but you've really intrigued me especially with the planet going silent and everything so yeah. I hope I hope some people borrow this and they can um, let us know what they think because it sounds really interesting. I wish there was more than three books in the series because I feel especially with the aliens as well. I feel like there's a lot more in that universe that the author set up that she could write about. Well, fingers crossed, mm. I guess. Maybe a spin-off trilogy or something. Yeah. I'm hoping for that because she's done that with her other books. She's got spin-off series in the same universe but different characters. So I'm hoping with this universe she's done that. She, she will do that too. We'll keep an eye out. Um, well, thank you so much. It sounds so great. I'm sure people are going to love it. And thanks so much for listening at home. You can borrow this book from the library. And if you do, please let us know what you think. You can drop us a line through the library Facebook page at Libraries in Wyndham or email us at recentlyreturned at wyndham.vic.gov.au. So thanks once again, Sandra, and as always, happy reading. All right, thank you, Kirsty, and happy reading, everybody. I hope you enjoy the book.